Hello, Hello and, and welcome, welcome to, to the Fox, Fox Awareness Show. Show. This is our third episode. And our first for 2022. So a wonderful year, I wish, for all of you, as does Enid. So our topic today is a topic that we've been talking about over and over. And uh, I was hoping to talk about something else, but this topic keeps knocking on the door. So our topic today is fear of dying. And it's not quite as somber as you might think it is because, you know, dying is part of living. Yeah, that's why we get born, so that we can die one day. So let's see where this takes us. Yeah, I think, you know, Dale, we've been, we, we did promise you all something lighter, but I think maybe there's some message in trying to make light of life. You know, I think deep conversations often are a little deeper, but if we can bring the humor into something, that, that can also help. And I, I must just give South Africans credit. That's where we are very good. Even in our darkest, deepest moments, we eventually find the humor. We're the first to bring out the humor to make light of a situation. So, Daly, we want to talk about death. Well, fear of dying, really. How many people are afraid of dying? You know, I'm, I've got less ahead of me than I have behind me. So I've been on the planet for quite a long time. And it, it, it's sort of come across my threshold and my practice. And, of course, COVID has prompted a lot of things. And everyone is so scared of dying uh, because they don't know too much about it. And it, you know, it's not such a serious event anyway. I mean, it, it, it's uh, it's the only thing that you're guaranteed to experience in life, the only guarantee you get. So, you know, I think that's a good thing to explore as we go into a new year because one of the things that I've I've realized, many people who are afraid of dying have just been too shit scared to live. They've held themselves back. They've stuck to all kinds of rigid belief systems and they've waited for one day, one day, one day. And, well, the only thing that you can be sure of one day is that you're going to die. So, for me, fear of dying is really relates more to fear of living. So, Daly, what I'm then hearing you saying and what we want to then share with people today is that we're talking more about the individual's experience of dying. Because my observation always of death is how painful it is for people staying behind for so many reasons. You know, we get time to check in with ourselves, our mortality, our vulnerability, um, and of course, living without a loved one, which is extremely hard. Um, but today you want to talk to us about teaching us to make us aware of how to live fully. Now, there are many belief systems and different religions and nations would see certain freedom of living as not appropriate. So how do we share this global message on, on what you're trying to tell us? I think one of the first things that each individual needs to do is to say or ask themselves, am I living? Yes, you are living if you are breathing, peeing, pooing, and doing all the other things that we do physiologically. You're living. But there's a difference between existing and living. And many of us hold ourselves back because of what I said earlier, 
the restrictions that our particular society may place upon us. Many, uh, as you get older too, and, I, and I'm speaking with a little bit of hindsight here, you think to yourself, or I, th- I have certainly looked at my life and thought, there's so many things I didn't allow myself to do because I didn't think the time was right or it wasn't the right place to do it or whatever, whatever, whatever. And, of course, there's always money involved in it, and so I, I, you know, I need to be careful. I must save my money, and I'm not saying be frivolous because one needs to save and prepare for your declining years. But if you've saved up, spent your whole living life saving up for your declining years, you bet your bottom dollar someone else is going to spend your money, and you have wasted all that time. So what would you say, well, what, what are examples of, of living, you know, on a day-to-day basis? You know, what would you suggest we do? I mean, at the moment, I think people, fear has gripped the world. Um, and again, we don't really going to go into depth about that. But for me, fear is one of the biggest things that literally suffocates us and pull the oxygen out of our lungs. Yeah, you're quite right. I'm afraid I won't have enough money. I'm afraid I won't have enough time. I'm afraid I will be judged. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. And all of those kind of things it is. It is a fear-based structure. But if you think about the great achievers, they've allowed themselves to feel a little bit vulnerable. They've dared to try. And, you know, I've shared the story very often of, of Chris Barnard and the very first heart transplant. Everything was ready. Preparations were done, and universe even got a fatal accident to happen literally outside the main entrance of Grotteskir. And there was a donor wait, a recipient waiting as well. And if you if you know the people who were involved, and sadly these people are, are dead, and I might add, Chris Barnard lived fully for sure. He was afraid, and he said to the anesthetist at the time, Dr. Joseph Wazinski, he said, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And Dr. Wazinski said to him, well, if you don't, someone else will. Now you have to take that plunge or not. And that for me has been such an important lesson in my own life, which I've really only hooked into later in my life because... Uh, I've also done all the restrictions, the self-restrictions, the save, the be careful, be all, all those kind of things. But you know the daredevil is the one who gets to have the experience. And I remember speaking to a very old person once, 95 years old, and she said to me, you know what, I wish I'd eaten more baked beans and more ice cream. I wish I'd walked more in the rain and got my feet dirty. And and it's those little experiences that are quintessential to living, doing the simple things. It's not about building a Taj Mahal or having enormous amount of money. It's about today, I feel like just going into the mountains. I feel like going for a ride on a donkey. And, you know, people say, what's wrong with you? You know, you're 65 years old, you want to go riding on a donkey? Why not? Or... I would like to, I'm going to buy myself a Ducati and see how fast I can ride it. Yeah, you would first need to know how to ride a motorbike and you'd need the money to ride the Ducati. 
But you should not limit yourself to experiencing things that you really feel like experiencing. So what about then, so that's all the fun sort of things, which I then always refer to our lower chakras. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing at all, because I don't know if we're all aware of the chakra energies, um, but maybe, you know, some of us do, some of us don't know about it. But my belief is always you've got to live in all your chakras. Um, so that's on a physical level. I want to just touch a little bit on something a bit deeper, Dale, about the work we're doing within ourselves, definitely on the earth level, I think sometimes we're taking uh, ourselves far too serious. Serious, We don't um, say yes uh, often enough. And I th- I'm not talking about not using your intuition, your gut to and have your um, awareness up for when something is a bad situation. But not to just, it's, oh, I don't want to do this or I, I restrict myself from doing that. And then you wonder why you sit alone and, and not having new experiences because you don't want to be open to do trying something different. You know, you don't have anything to lose. So so that's the one thing I want to talk about. But what the conversations that we've had at this dinner table, which was very profound for me, is about you in your nursing medical days sat with many people um, while they were dying. And I haven't sat, I've been with an animal that died, but the human process of dying, and I'm talking more from a spiritual perspective of how um, people then leave this plane on a spiritual and emotional level. Yeah, that's a good point as well, because part of, of living fully is allowing yourself to experience everything fully, and that includes grief, uh, lack of knowledge, not knowing, vulnerability, and all of those kind of things. And if I do uh, think about people who have died, some people struggle. They really battle. You can see they're terminal and they're on their way out, and it's like they're hanging on for dear life to life. Those are generally the people who, ha- who have not lived fully. The people who have, have a different kind of outlook. They're peaceful. They have a different awareness. I had the great privilege of laying out my own father's body. Uh, he was 59 years old when he died of a brain tumor. And I recall how peaceful he looked. And uh, at that time, I was uh, um, still in the medical world. And uh, I said to the the staff there, I would like to lay out my father's body. And they said, but aren't you afraid? I said, how can I be afraid? This is the man who uh, was instrumental in my creation with my mother. And it was such an honor for me. And I was not sad when I did it. I actually thought about all the incredible things my parents, and certainly my father had taught me. And it's a very honoring process. And I think that when we get too involved in the nitty gritties of it, we forget that whoever we are losing is part of our living. And we can take from that how to go forward and live more fully. It's a lesson. It's an example. And uh, if you even think about people who are in a coma, maybe 
not uh, aware of what's going on around them, they are still valuable people. They're still contributing. You know, people who are, are, are in a deep coma, senile or from accident or whatever, they're still working. They're providing employment. Their money is being used to keep the fiscus going. But most importantly, they're giving an opportunity, an opportunity for the caregivers to learn, to learn compassion, to observe a process, and to see, well, especially if it was someone that lived fully, this is a person who really had a good life. And if we just recently have lost Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and what an incredible man, and I, I, I will bet my back teeth he was not afraid of dying at all because there was a man who lived fully. He stood in the face of all kinds of threats. He was firm in his convictions and he lived and he said what he felt he needed to say and he didn't give a damn who liked him or didn't like him. The most important thing was that he liked him. He liked what he was doing. He loved what he was doing. And uh, we need to take lessons from those kind of people. Yeah, that was actually going into my next uh, comment or question. I think it's about finding that balance between living fully. And I think just back to us as individuals experiencing death and what we have in our minds, uh, what we what it's about and why we're so scared of dying. But that that for me, what came up when you were talking is about finding your own inner peace. And that is on so many levels, not just on your material achievements um, and your spiritual growth, you know, I know just on my, in my life, I'm, f- what am I, 46 now? <laughs> 47 this year. Oh, goodness. And how I have changed in what my, what's creating more peace in my life now with what I have had 10 years ago. Um, so I, f- I think it's about finding more inner peace in life. Um, and at some point, to also let go of what you think you need to achieve. You know, if I think, goodness, all the things, people that know me, all the things I wanted to achieve and exhaust myself, I'm sure even in conversations, and less things become important and the few things that's important you value, but simple things, and it might even sound cliche because people say, yeah, it's about the small things, about the small things. And and people that are much younger, you know, 17, 18 thinking, <laughs> you know, it will not make sense to people at this age to, to share this message, Dale. Um, it's more, you know, it's that, that um, there's phases of life that gives us this knowledge. But death can come around at any time. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. So <clears throat> hindsight, you know, if I think about myself, I've achieved an enormous amount of things in my own life, and and many people who know me are aware of a lot of those things. But the thing that I really find as my greatest achievement is that my own self-love and to share my life with someone who loves themselves as well, irrespective of what's going on there. And yes, younger people, they, I went through all of that as well. You try to achieve, you try to copy because we are pushed. Society pushes us. You must do better, you must achieve more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's also exciting for them to achieve it. You know, if you think we were at that age and it's exciting to start this life journey to, to, to reach for those goals, to reach for those highs. So, so what's the message really for us all to everyone out there in awareness of living life to the fullest? 
I think that it's important to go after what you really want in life, but not to be dictated to by what other people think you should be doing. This challenge in each person's life is, let me see what I can do and how high I can go, irrespective of what other people think. Because uh, I've said it many times too, there are too many doctors, lawyers, accountants, and whatever, because that's what their parents want. And you'll only learn these things later in life, but you, we all of us need to do what feels right for us. And there is no quintessential time that says, now you're doing it. It's an exploration. My, my, my biggest wish for everyone in 2022 is go out, explore, push your own envelope. Don't let other people push your envelope. Push your own envelope. Go and see what is it that you want to do, what you want to achieve, because you can keep changing. That's the nice thing about a roadmap. If you look at a roadmap spread out in front of you, there are so many different ways to go. If you don't like one way, quit. Try another direction. Change how you do it. Change your vehicle. Whatever you do, do not keep your foot on the brake. Keep your foot on the accelerator. Yeah, and I think for me, what I'd like to add to that is just be open to experiences, to different people. Um, there's no right and no wrong. Just just be open to experiences and people. And I think that will, I think, bring more freedom. And that's what we all need is more freedom. Uh, because sure as hell, one day it's going to stop. And when you get to that space of, uh, I think this is the end of the line. Wow. This was great. Not, oh dear, I wish I had lived. Then it's too late. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful 2022. You'll definitely hear more from us. And fly! <laughs> <laughs>